This is uh, Rabbi Jack Beeler. Um, I am from the Kent Mill Synagogue in Silver Spring, Maryland. Um, what I'd like to talk about is the challenges with regard to Shabbat observance. Shabbat observance is certainly one of the most central aspects of leading a traditional Jewish lifestyle. Usually the focus of such observance is upon the 39 restricted categories of work, their derivatives, and the myriad rabbinic prohibitions intended to further protect the sanctity of Shabbat. While Shabbat is also strongly associated with the lighting of candles on Friday evening, eating three festive meals, and singing together traditional liturgical poems, less attention is paid to carefully preserving the overall spirit of Shabbat. It is so much easier to define the finite parameters of what constitutes illegal carrying, the kalachic correctness of an Eruv that will allow such carrying, or objects qualifying as muktza and therefore essentially off-limits over the course of Shabbat. Considerably more challenging is delimiting the ill-defined positive atmosphere of restfulness that all of these restrictions are intended to engender, what Ramban on Vayikra 2324 understands as the connotation of the biblical term Shabbaton when used in connection with Shabbat and Yom Tov. Nachmanides describes in detail how it is possible to be very much engaged in weekday activities without ever violating a malacha if only one sets his mind to do so. His comments are reminiscent of his definition of the commandment in Vayikra 19.2, Kedoshim T.U., you should be holy, as prohibiting the attitude and lifestyle that manages to be abominable, even while the laws of the Torah seem to be observed, at least according to the letter, if not the spirit. It is precisely because the positive aspects of Shabbat are devoid of precise definition that it is important to keep in mind Yeshayahu's brief description of Shabbat in chapter 58, verses 13 and 14, the beginning of the longer list of verses that some say before Kiddush on Shabbat morning. The following is a paraphrase of those verses. If you don't walk on Shabbat, where and how you walk during the week, if you refrain from even thinking about business matters on my holy day, and call the Shabbat a delight by spending the entire day engaging in enjoyable activities, thereby truly honoring the holiness of the day, and you further honor it by engaging during the majority of the day in my work, my service, speaking almost exclusively about Torah and mitzvot, only then shall you delight yourself in me in the manner in which I intend it. In Radak's commentary on Yeshayahu 58.13, he lists several additional wrinkles that the rabbis associate with the prophet's call to make Shabbat different from all other days of the week. The clothing that you wear on Shabbat should be unique to the day. The foods that you are accustomed to the rest of the week should not be consumed on Shabbat in favor of special food and drink reserved specifically for this weekly occasion. Even the time when one eats one's meals ought to be varied on Shabbat as compared to all other days in order to noticeably diverge from our normal routines. But the inherent dialectic and tension between normalcy and difference can be seen in some aspects of Shabbat observance as well. Even when the tradition in the form of the prophets and then subsequent rabbinic commentators try to clarify for us not only what should not be done on Shabbat, but also what should take place, there are always exceptions to the rule, situations that seem to occupy the gray area located in between the black and the white. Radak notes that while personal concerns that have nothing to do with mitzvot are to be avoided on Shabbat, monetary calculations needed for mitzvot purposes, the customs of donations in the form of mishaberachs and appeals come to mind, these are permissible. So too are conversations regarding marrying off children permissible on Shabbat, even if some financial considerations will perforce be included. And then there is the permission to arrange for a tutor for one's child or even to apprentice him or her to a craftsman in order to learn a trade. Reference to the legitimacy of these practices is even mentioned in the Shabbat Zemer, known as Ma'yididut Menuchatech. 
And although halachic decisors do mention that monetary aspects of these discussions should be kept as general as possible, clearly there are dimensions involved in such subject matter that are less than Shabbos Day. In the final analysis, as much as we would prefer to codify Shabbat observance, to strike the exactly right balance between what is permitted and what is prohibited, between avoiding doing certain actions and determinedly pursuing others, takes practice and the development of sensitivity. I wish for all of Klal Yisrael the will and the ability to be proper Shomri Shabbat, and that way qualify for Hashem's ultimate promise in Yeshayahu. Then I will cause you to ride upon the high places of the earth and nurture you with the heritage of Yaakov, your forefather, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. Shabbat Shalom.